Welcome to the Racing with Jason podcast. Jason Carter along with Steve McCollum. Hello, hello. And I want to thank you for joining us. However you are listening, we are on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Also, we are also on the social medias. Make sure you check it out. On Facebook, Jason, the Racing with Jason podcast. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at JasonCarter03. You can find Steve at those same three platforms at SMAC500. Definitely love interacting with all the race fans out there as we are gearing up for a big two-day show at Arizona Speedway this weekend. It is the USAC CRA Hall of Fame Classic. The boys in the 410s coming down from California and racing with us this weekend. Looking forward to it as we get ready to induct our five newest members into the Hall of Fame. Going to have an autograph ceremony, or autograph, not ceremony, autograph session on a Saturday night. Going to have qualifying both nights inducted our members this Saturday as well. Frank McDaniel is going to be the Grand Marshal for Saturday's race, so uh, definitely looking forward to uh, just a fun race weekend overall with those guys along with the Santan Ford Desert Sprint Car Series and the Wing Mini Sprints. So gearing up for all that stuff, uh, some big news coming out on the national side of things. Uh, Robert Ballou got suspended yesterday. Uh, action detrimental to USAC Racing, apparently. Um, been put on, uh, he's been suspended for the rest of this year in 2018 from any USAC sanctioned competition. It's going to be on a zero tolerance probation next year. Uh, so some big stuff happening right there, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's always concerning when it's you know when they do such vague terms when they're announcing something like that. Um, so it is going to be interesting to see. You know, we know uh, there was a big fight at uh, a certain uh, big guy's track here coming about you know what a week ago, two weeks ago, and then all of a sudden something like this goes down. So he called out Tony Stewart at Eldora. Just say the names, Steve. Uh, Just say the names. We, we ain't trying to sugarcoat crap here. Stewart's the blowhard, uh, bloviating. Isn't it funny how when he owns a track, he doesn't want somebody bad-mouthing him, but he can go around for years on NASCAR and on dirt tracks and blast everybody about what assholes they are and everything. So it's just ironic how something like that would go down. Uh, but, you know, he's got the power. Uh, USAC uh, did what they did. We don't know the whole story. So I guess we'll just have to wait for it to come out. But it is always sad when something like this goes down with a racer, uh, especially when, uh, you know, uh, drivers got concerns about uh, the racetrack and the how to make the sport better, and they just want to sham him down for whatever reason. We did reach out to Robert Ballou on Twitter to try to get him on the podcast. He, uh, you know, tell you right now, he said, I'm not too sure if I can speak on it yet. Like, he has no idea what his limitations are, if he can talk on it. And I think right there that tells you that like you know it's kind of it's kind of hogwash if you ask me, especially when you look at all, everything that's getting said on Facebook and Twitter. I mean, from a promoter standpoint, people are like, "Oh man, I'm really glad I don't deal with you know Robert Blue now." It's like, "Oh, you know, there's more more to this." And then you have the drivers that are like, "Well, what can we say about a track like that raises concerns that's going to get us in trouble?" So I can definitely see right there. I mean, going to be walking on a fine line uh, for the rest of the year. I mean, not just Blue, but a lot of other drivers now who want to express their concerns they're not going to be too sure how to do it um you know do you just go to the guy in person do you say it on social media i mean obviously when you say stuff on like the power that we live in the day and age we live in right now social media is a magical tool which you can use to you know start movements you can use to you know express concerns get rule changes change things so i mean i think you know Baloo coming off his injury i mean some of the stuff is kind of you know validated with i mean he's looking to change some stuff here and you know some of these guys don't want to hear it 
I'm glad that's out of my hands. I'm just a guy who talks on microphone, you know? (laughs) That's what I'm glad I do. And (laughs) I actually went out this uh, past weekend and uh, got to uh, enjoy some uh, USAC racing down in Peoria. Saw Mike Martin win Friday night. He's actually going to be the guest on this week's podcast. The Magic Man, he's gearing up for uh, two nights of racing at Arizona Speedway this week. And uh, Charles Davis Jr. won uh, Saturday night, I believe. So uh, looking uh, forward to getting those guys out here as uh, getting ready to close out the season. Season for the USAC Southwest Series, and also uh, I guess all the racing going on here uh, later in the year. But looks like we do have our guests coming up on the line, so uh, let's get to that. Joining us now on the Arizona Speedway Hotline, he's the 2012 Hall of Fame Classic winner back when he was ran at Canyon Speedway Park, and coming off a win last Friday actually at Canyon Speedway, it is USAC Southwest Series driver, the Magic Man, Mike Martin. Mike, how you doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on board. And, you know, just kind of reminiscing about the uh, the 2012 win that you had, uh, obviously, in the 360 against the uh, National USAC uh, Series drivers. What all do you remember from that win? Oh, that was a, a, a pretty special night, pretty special weekend. Um, I uh, Just to be able to do what I did is a, is a big memory that, that'll stick with me and, and one of my career highlights, I guess I could say. So... Um, just remember how it all unfolded and all played out and being able to start on the front row of that race and and uh, about halfway through being able to being able to tell myself man I, I can do this you know at first I thought it was a matter of time before I would get eight up and, and thought if I can just pull out a top five from this I'll, I'll be in good shape and I felt comfortable and confident going into it that I could that I could run top five and, and then uh, but I did feel I might get ate up uh, with the horsepower and stuff. Um, but about halfway through, I think there was a red, and I was sitting on the back straightaway, and I'm like, man, I, I can I can get this done. I can do this. Uh, so seemed to hold my composure a lot better and make a lot fewer mistakes that night than what I have been here lately. I, uh, <laughs> I made a few mistakes there at Canyon Friday night that I thought were going to cost me the win. But uh, I'm sure glad to have gotten that win, too, and get that monkey off my back. It's been a little while since I've won a race, so... And if I believe correctly, wasn't there some like extra money for the 360 guys going into that night? Because I think what the first night wasn't like didn't Bruce St. James get the extra money, or like Montgomery put up extra money for you guys? Yeah, I mean I think that's what attracted us for sure, or attracted me. I mean, dangle uh, a little money in front of me, and it always seems to help things. But uh, but you know, I mean, going into that night, you know, USAC National pays pretty good, and and they I think it's even you know a thousand bucks to start, so kind of one of those things that going into those two nights you know hey you just want to come in and and be able to start make the show and and uh and then to have that little bit of extra money there for like the highest finishing 360 was definitely uh definitely the bonus or the icing on the cake of what attracts you to go do it so that that is kind of how it all went down and happened and you know i mean it, it, it was special in a lot of ways um when you you go down the list of of national drivers that that are are studs and well respected and 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 have done it all in this sport um they were all there you know i mean that's what's pretty cool about it is that um uh, i was able to to race compete and win against the best in the business uh you know i mean me and brian costum were really good friends and 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 uh, he was one of the first to 
come over and congratulate me and, and that was that's that's pretty cool and awesome you know Dave Garland all those guys uh, seem to have a lot of respect for me uh, being able to do that and and, and uh, get all those guys to congratulate me on that night were really cool and special as well yeah, definitely. Just saw the uh, the picture of you on the podium with uh, the demon Damian Gardner and uh, one driver uh, making headlines this week, uh, Robert Ballou. Uh, you care to comment anything on that situation at all? Man, that's that's uh, that's very unfortunate and, and a, a sad situation to deal. And and he's even one that uh, in a weird, not in a weird sense, but he congratulated me and and, and but definitely got a has to poke and prod that that uh, he had plenty of shots to, to do something to me, but but being a friend, he wasn't going to, you know, which which is cool. You know, I, that was one thing I was worried about, him being behind me. And, and in those days, he was coming off of, of where uh, there was times where, he, you know, he he took a lot of chances, and and, uh, and so I was nervous and weary of having him behind me there. Back then, you know, now I, I feel he's a lot different. Uh, driver and doesn't necessarily always thread the needle or take so many chances um, and, and I'm sure part of that's paying for his own equipment and doing it all on his own like he is but uh, that whole deal is pretty sad and unfortunate I, I know there's a lot of um, there's there's a lot of backstory and a lot of more to it and, and uh, he, he talked to me earlier in the week about it uh, actually before it all went down he talked to me about it and he'll be the first to admit that that he should have kept his mouth shut or, or there's things he shouldn't have said. But, but then when you look back at some of what he said, like, like take for, you know, like myself, would I have been any different? I would have probably said some of the same things too. So, so it's like, we're having to be very cautious on some of the things we say. So I don't know the whole story. I don't know both sides of it completely, but from the outsider looking in, it's just a bad situation. I, I understand it's, it's tough on USAC's part. Uh, to try and police and monitor some of the things they're wanting to police and monitor, but 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 uh, I think the penalty is a little bit more severe than what what it should be. So yeah, that's a good t- political answer. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's just unfortunate because I've I've caught myself saying a lot of things about racetracks or promoters or or you know I, I one thing about it is I feel that I'm an open book if I'm a uh, if I'm you know say it I'm not going to say something behind your back that I'm not going to say to your face and and um, it's probably a damn good thing that I'm not on social media and I'm not very good with that kind of stuff because I'd probably put my foot in my mouth way too many times but uh, I have seen myself say different things about racetracks and 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 um, and I you know I, I don't want to put myself in that position or bind um, because uh, it's, it's a it's a crappy deal and there's a lot going on with racetracks right now you know I mean it is there's a lot of uh, questionable things, whether it's the safety of the racetracks or or um, or, or the condition of them. You know, it, it sucks as a racer to go race on some of these racetracks that, that at one time uh, were really fun and race to race on, and, and now all of a sudden become tire eaters or piece of crap. I, I'm, I, I think things are pretty cool right now in our area. Canyon, I, I, I think we gave up a little bit in the heat races to have a good racetrack in the future. Um, had it widened up quite enough yet there? Maybe not, you know. The first night it worked out my advantage, the second night. I feel we're good enough to win the second night as well. It's just I didn't catch any breaks that I needed. and, and uh, But I feel the racetrack was a good racy racetrack. We didn't use up tires. 
the week before at ET, I, I run second. I feel I gave that race up. I, I, I feel that I had a strong chance to win that night at ET, but the racetrack was racy and, and, um, and we didn't use up tires. So, so that's pretty cool that these guys got something going on and that, 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 that they've got the racetracks handled. Um, I hope, you know, we say that and then, and then all of a sudden we have a, a heat wave and, and the water truck breaks and, and issues like that. But, but it's, it's promising that, that they seem to have a handle on how to make a good racetrack and all the big races are coming up here at the end of the year and USAC national coming in at the end of the year and, and uh, and USAC this weekend, stuff like that. So, so, uh, I look forward to it and, and I think we're moving in the right direction. Now we just need to work on some car count. Speaking of you getting into it with promoters, one of the funniest things I remember when I was announcing out at Canyon, I think it was the Western World, and they had you guys out there for, you know, Will Pack and Hot Laps. All right, well, we're going to have, you know, they're like, all right, well, we didn't like how it was the first group, so we're going to get them back out for second group. And I don't remember what group you were in, but you came out there in your four-wheeler. You started talking to Kevin. And it just looks like you guys are talking. Then next thing you know, Kevin Montgomery goes running up the turn three bank and <laughs> trying to get after you about something. Do you remember any of that conversation? I do. I don't. I don't remember what it was about. I was pissed about something, and and uh, he didn't like me telling him. He didn't like me telling him. I was pissed, and, and I. I'm sure I. I'm sure I obviously pushed his buttons. Uh, sometimes wasn't hard to do, but uh, he got fired up in a hurry and pretty quick, and and I almost think he wanted to kick me out that night too, but uh, but fortunately he didn't, and. Uh, and we got over it at some point, and, and I'm sure I apologize because uh, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I own all my own equipment. I, 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 I'm blessed to have some uh, good sponsors, and I've had some really good sponsors, and pe- people helped me out in the past, and, and uh, Steve being one of them, I, you know, it's, it's, it was really hard to do some of that without those guys, and, and uh, it's hard to get people to relate or understand or appreciate how difficult it is to own and manage and, and handle all this stuff um, and, and, and want to race as hard and as bad as I do. Um, I may not race as much as I used to, but, but um, there was a time there, you know, that's all I wanted to do is race and that's all that mattered to me. And and, uh, and uh, to manage that and keep the help and all that stuff, it, it's difficult. It's not, not an easy chore for, for what we do, let alone a guy, and not to bring Robert back up, but a guy on Robert's level, um, to, to manage and operate and do what he does um, that many races a year. It's it's tough. Yeah, it definitely is tough. And this year you kind of ventured out a little bit more. Uh, you went down to Florida, uh, start off the season, and then uh, actually ran with the uh, the Power Eye, uh, the war sprints up in Kansas uh, after the Freedom Tour flew back out there for a uh, another weekend and all that stuff. Uh, do you enjoy uh, you know, going to these different tracks and all that stuff? Yeah, the, the, I really enjoy going and, and racing with those sanctioned bodies. USAC National, you know, when you go race with some of that stuff, it makes you appreciate how well run an organization is, um, whether it's, you know, hot lap seat race qualifying, how all of that stuff works and is orchestrated and, and having that respect um, from them as, as, as a racer, um, you know, when you go do that, those kind of racing, it just makes you want to be a better race car driver. It makes you want to bring some of that stuff back home and try and implement that too with some of these guys, which which is tough. I, I really feel some of our promoters, some of our uh, directors and stuff need to spend more time with um, 
some of those guys that do that 80, 90 year, times a year and, and learn some of what, what and how they do it. Um, it. It's frustrating from a driver's standpoint to, to, to go race with those guys, see how well run that kind of stuff could be, and then, and then come back to something that's not always managed as well as you would like it, you know? I don't want to talk real negative on on how things are done around here all the time because it because there are times where it's done real well, but on a day in a day out, the USAC programs just run pretty clean and 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 even Schumann's deal, he he does a great job. The way he ran those races was was excellent, and uh, and 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 other than their performance not being very good, the the actual part of going to the racetrack and all that stuff is pretty neat and cool. So. I like going to different racetracks. It seems like I get on a little bit level playing field. Um, we always seem to shine when we do go back there. Uh, this year we didn't have the best freedom tour, but um, but we we seem to do a little bit better um, on some of those racetracks. Crazy as it sounds, a lot of the races that I have won have always been either bigger paying races or special events. Um, I haven't been one to win a bunch of races, a bunch of local uh, regional races through the year, but I always seem to be able to pull out a, a big win here or there. So um, whether it's the back-to-back in Wichita or, or the Hall of Fame Classic or, you know, the Paris race. So we, we won a big race in Paris a couple times, actually, and um, uh, just stuff like that, you know. Uh, the, the Las Cruces won. Those are always bigger, bigger money races. So it's always cool and special to win some of those. So, Mike, the big question... That's on everybody's mind. Is how'd you get the how'd you get the nickname Magic Man? Uh, well, um, Blue actually played something to do with that a little bit, but a guy named Buster Lenny in uh, in town. He's uh, he's been around the sport for a long time. Works for Tony Smiley. He helped helped really get Arizona Race Mark fired up and going back in the day. Uh, for some reason or other, he's always been really good to me and and uh, a cool friend and and anytime i've ever needed something or help with something he's he's never hesitated to help me out uh, although he's he acts like he doesn't want to or or tries to stay uninvolved as much as possible but uh i can't remember back um quite quite some time ago i had ordered a suit from Newsman and and um and he knew about it, and Robert had some ties in with Hinchman at the time, and uh, and he always called me the Magic Man kind of thing, and, and I'm not sure where or why he got it, other than he always questions how I make stuff happen or how I, you know, I always seem to make a race or I always seem to be there and always have the want and desire to do it. Um, and I'm sure there's more stories behind his thoughts and ideas and what it is, but... Uh, I remember, like, all jonesed up because I was gotten, I was getting a new suit for the Western world, and uh, and it was coming from Hinchman, and and uh, it shows up, and like Thursday night before the race or something, like, man, I better try this thing on, you know, and I'm all fired up about it, take it out of the box, put it on, and there's Magic Man on the belt loop, and I'm like, what in the hell's going on here? And uh, between him and Robert or however that happened, they called Hinchman and got them to put it on. So, so the very next day, Nancy is so such a sweet lady, and and I thank her for everything that she does, and it's great to have her building my suits and stuff. Um, she was just like 
she was pretty much in tears, like, thought I was going to be upset, and I'm so sorry, and, and I promise that you send it back after this weekend, and I will fix it, you know, but these guys really, these guys really wouldn't stop and made me do this, and so on and so forth, so she was kind of tore up about it, and I thought it was, it was all cool with me, and it's, it's neat having a nickname, you know, all my friends in Northern California, the Katings and Brent and Bud and all them guys, you know, they just, they just called me Mad Dick, so, so uh, it's pretty cool to pull up somewhere and Kyle Larson addresses me by magic, you know, uh, so that's uh, kind of been a nickname that stuck and, and I'm okay with it. That's awesome. So my last question, and it's what I call it my tearjerker question. So tearjerker. Good, good luck not crying on this question. So how is oh, racing? Wow. How is racing changed since you have a little uh, lady running around your your place now? Yeah, you. Uh, that she her bringing her up alone is a little tearjerker. You're you're right. She's uh pretty interesting. I'm not sure how smart it was to wait till forty to have a kid. Um, but, yeah, uh, but hopefully that keeps me young but um, but a lot's changed in the fact of um, just you start to see things in a little bit different light you know I mean it, it's it, it's no longer all about me you know I mean I, I uh, you know I want to race every week and I want to do you know I want to do everything I possibly can and racing is very important to me don't get me wrong and, and it always will be or always will be a way of, my, way of life for me uh, but it's changed a lot in that aspect, you know, of, of uh, her, her coming first in my life and, and uh, me making sure that that part of it's all handled. Um, and, and, you know, uh, the safety fact and wanting to making sure you ensure that I'm around uh, to, to be able to handle and care and take care of her the rest of her life or, or the next 18 years or so. So um, it, it's changed in a lot of different ways. Uh, n- nothing major, but 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 you do s- put things in a lot different perspective. That 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 race seems not so important anymore. Um, having her around has 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 made that a lot more evident. So uh, I'm enjoying it. She's she's an awesome and great kid. It's it's neat how it's neat to see the changes. And and you could tell anybody you know you guys having kids understand, but but. Nobody could have ever explained to me or, or prepared me for the feelings and the things that I witnessed with her uh, from from being born to, to, to everyday interaction. You know, it's just it's just it's a feeling like no other. And, and it's very special to me. So um, I, I look forward to it. And, and, uh, and I'm really enjoying enjoying her. And she got her trophy back, right? <laughs> That's a good one. Good old Tony Steele. uh did, did my kid wrong this week he uh he accidentally gave us these guys just gave us a handful of stuff on the front straight which was pretty cool and and my daughter was able to carry the the the, the big light trophy um and and she, i don't even know that she really knew what trophy was until then and all of a sudden she has her own trophy i, I gave her the trophy and uh and that's all she was talking about my trophy my trophy my trophy and uh Tony Steele came over to the pits later on and said, man, we really screwed up. I, I gave you one too many trophies, and now we don't have a trophy for the stock car guy. And I'm like, ah, it's no big deal. I, I normally hand those trophies out to the kids anyways, and, and it means a lot to them. And and uh, so I said, yeah, it's no big deal. Well, well, my, well Tegan was still holding it, and and uh, he kind of, like, went out to grab it from her, and she uh, – 
was pretty persistent and my trophy, my trophy. And I, I had to convince her to, to, to give it back to him and that we would give her another one later and, and so on and so forth. And she wouldn't stop talking about it, but she finally gave it up and, and, and he wasn't too happy and he had to walk away with the trophy and Tegan wasn't too happy, but at some point she forgot about it to an extent. <laughs> about 20 minutes later, we go uh, collect, I take her to the payout window with me and um, uh, Matt Lundy's kid, Connor, was there and she was talking and playing with Connor and she recognized Tony standing over there by the pit board and she literally walked over there with Connor, <laughs> holding Connor's hand. Mind you, my kid's two and a half, but a memory, an unbelievable memory. She she walks over to Tony Steele and says, where's my trophy? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, I notice he yells my name, and I look over, and I notice that's where she's at, and I'm like, what's up? And he's like, you put her up to this? I'm like, put her up to what? She's asking for a trophy. I'm like, I absolutely did not put her up to that. And I'm like, you need to do something about that. And, and uh, he showed up the next day with that trophy, and, and uh, Gabbert's wife brought her a little trophy, and and, uh, and Conrad or somebody else brought another trophy. So she ended up the night with three trophies the second night. So, but it's a good story. It's it's uh, it was definitely definitely a funny and interesting story. He tried to convince me to take the trophy. I was like, Nah, dude, that's all you. <laughs> you, you made your bed. You yeah. got to lie in it. <laughs> yeah, she. I, you know, I mean, it's 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 funny. She gets a toy or she gets something new and she marries it. That's all she. For a week, you know, she'll wear that. She she's probably carrying that trophy around the house every day right now, just because she'll wear something out for a week and she just thinks about it. So, so yeah, that was that was a uh, that was interesting. But it all worked out. She's got her trophy and and she's happy. Favorite '90s wrestler? Uh, <laughs> He's like, what? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I. Was Macho Man in the 90s or was yeah. that in the 80s? Yeah, he was 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was He was pretty cool. That was that was always fun to watch right there. Well, Mike, for Halloween, Jason's going to go as Hulk Hogan. I'm going as Macho Man, Macho Man Randy Savage. Would you like to be my Elizabeth? Yeah, no thanks. I'll pass. Oh, <laughs> darn. Come on. Can I be the Iron Sheik? <laughs> Are you angry? Are you an angry racist? <laughs> 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 well, I'm probably angry. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mike, you got the USAC CRA series in town this weekend at Arizona Speedway. Obviously, qualifying format. You always tend to shine during qualifying for some uh, reason or another. Uh, is there any like thing different that goes in your mind when you uh, qualify for an event? Man, I, you know, back in the day when we raced a stock car in Yuma. Um, we got to qualify down there. So when I started racing, we qualified. Um, so, so it was just something I, I I did and I just, I get excited and I like qualifying. Um, it's, it's, it's just something I really like. And, uh, and I always seem to be able to cut some good fast laps when the racetrack's good and heavy and, and early on there. So I think just a combination of all that, I've been, I've been able to quick time with USAC CRA and, and, uh, and, um, you know, quick time with, with our sanctioned body and stuff like that. So, um, just something I've always liked and I, I look forward to. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can do well in qualifying this weekend. And, uh, I, I look forward to it. We've, 
we've run really, really good at ET here of late. You know, there before the break, we we hadn't run out of the top three in, in four or five races there, and then uh, to run second last week there, um, um, and, and to be a threat to win is pretty exciting and, and gives me a lot of momentum going into this weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I have... Uh, it, it, it's tough because we run a 360 day in and day out and, and the characteristics and the way a, the car and engine handles are, are different and I, and it's a struggle going from a 360 to a 410 for me the balance of the race car and, and how hard you can drive it you know um, my, my 410s you know both of them came from Brian and, and they both run pretty good and and, uh, and sometimes that hinders me because uh, on the 410 deal, you've got to be a little bit more finesse and, and and drive the car a lot differently. And I'm not used to or comfortable with that because I get to do it once, twice a year. Um, whereas the guy, it seems like a guy that comes from a 410 to run a 360, he can just balls out and run a 360 like they run a midget and, and just, and, uh, and they have a lot of success. But to go opposite direction has really been a struggle for me and and uh, there's been times where I think man maybe I should just run my 360 but but that truly is you know like taking a knife to a gunfight especially like a place like ET where you can get some speed up so I'm gonna put you know our small of our 410s in this weekend we we we, we took it down to Florida earlier in the year and we chassis dynoed it and stuff so I I hope that we've got that thing tuned in and dialed in to where it runs and performs well um and uh I'm looking forward to it, um, but it is really that it's it's that bittersweet. It's like, man, I know I could I know I could qualify and run my 360 pretty damn hard, and and I know where I'm at with that. And then you throw 410 in the equation, you kind of change up your whole program. So just hoping I can stay on top of that and and uh, do well this weekend. And after this race, of course, only a uh, you know, handful of more races left for uh, the USAC Southwest Series, uh, all kind of ending uh, in Arizona with the Western World at the start of November. What's your, um, <clears throat> excuse me, what's your uh, goals, I guess, heading into the uh, final uh, stretch here? You know, I, I, if I could just, if we could just keep doing what we're doing and run top three every weekend, I mean, um, I, I definitely like to win a couple more races by the end of the year, and it's, and it's, and it's doable, but if we keep that goal, that goal of sticking in the top three, the wind, the wind is going to be there, and, and it, and it's going to happen. Just, just like you know, two weeks ago at ET, we we're, we we're threat for the win, winning the race this weekend, and, and knowing that you know there's four of us that were all fighting for the win on Saturday. It's just a, it's a good feeling to have, and I just want to keep that momentum rolling. It's good to have this momentum rolling into the end of the year. Um, uh, it, it's a, it's always a struggle at the end of the year when you're not rolling good because you're burned out. It's hot. You've run a bunch of races, and and if you're not rolling good, it's that much easier to get bummed out and down and out. So so to be on top of it right now and to be winning races and running up front every week helps helps the momentum, helps the motivation, helps the confidence. Definitely, definitely. Well, we know you can't get up and down the road without your sponsors, so anybody you'd like to thank, by all means, thank them. You know, I, I, um, I've been blessed to, to have a great group of guys that have helped and stood behind me for quite some time. Um, and, uh, and here in recent, the past couple of years, American Flow Tech, they've, they've uh, come on board to help me in building building good relationships with him Jim Maroney he's a cool cat and his son and they're they're racing some challenge cup stuff and and to be a part of their deal and help them out whenever I can and and uh um and then helping me out pretty uh 
cool. Um, Ortega Plants in, in Albuquerque, uh, Derek Ortega, he, he's helped me out um, on the race car um, for a few years there and, and went on the Freedom Tour with us this year. And um, Having him help me out is huge and his dad be a part of my race program. His dad, his dad uh, works a deal with me and gives me some money every time... Uh, uh, every time I win a race and he hasn't given me much here lately because I haven't won a race and he texts me after Friday night and said I hope this is going to be an expensive weekend for me <laughs> and uh, it's not often to have a sponsor uh, be fired up to have to open his wallet a bunch so that was that was pretty cool and unfortunately I, 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 I didn't cost him any more money Saturday night there but uh, KD Performance some guys just uh, the the fact of having them in my back pocket with with the experience that all those guys have and and all the resources uh of of parts and things that they help me with and and uh, networking and so many people in the industry that i know through them um that that right there produces dividends and me and bud being good friends and stuff and, and brent being like a second dad to me um that's those those are some really cool relationships to have and, and that we've built on advanced racing suspension those guys have always kept my shop program up and going and uh, have taken me taken care of me for for many and many years boulevard truck uh he's in pennsylvania but but he's uh he's always come through to help me out every year um been good friends for a long time and uh, to be able to network and have people different parts of the country help me out like that or are pretty cool. Seems like I'm forgetting somebody. Southwest Building Solutions, they uh, helped me out a little bit uh, in times of need and appreciate that stuff. Make my precision earth moving. Uh, I, uh, they helped me out by keeping me employed and, and allowed me to go racing. So so that's that's pretty cool. I'm not always a easy one to keep employed. And I got rid of Ultimate Off-Road a couple of years ago so I could spend more time with Tegan or be able to prepare myself to spend more time with Tegan. Uh, that was the goal that hasn't quite yet came to fruition, but hopefully it does someday. So, um, and I know there's probably a couple people that I'm forgetting, and I, and I apologize for it. But, uh, but that's the basis of it. Jason, I appreciate what you do sometimes for me on social media and helping me. Just sometimes. Me. <laughs> yeah, you're up and down. I mean, I, I mean, right now we're doing good. I want to race, so we're we're everything's great. You know. Yeah, we're flowing. <laughs> Right when I fall back a little bit, you kind of lose sight of me and 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 uh, and forget about me. So so, uh, but but no, I, I I do appreciate the things you do. So and 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 uh, and like I had mentioned earlier, Steve Steve was a big part of the Sherwin Williams deal, and, and that really helped us uh, help help make some things go for us earlier. In, you know, a few years back, and uh, uh, him and Doug Stegmuller really headed up that whole program, and and. Uh, it put my program on the map. I mean, I, I, I really was able to utilize and spend some of that money wisely and, and, uh, and, and it shows and, and, uh, and I, you know, appreciate all that stuff. So, well, definitely want to thank you for coming on the podcast with us this week and join us. I look forward to us uh, seeing you ripping around, uh, ET here for uh, two nights of racing, uh, starting uh, tomorrow night. Perfect. Thank you guys very much for having me. I appreciate it. 
And that was the magic man, Mike Martin. Make sure you come out to Arizona Speedway this weekend and see him for two days of racing action with the USAC CRA Series. It is Hall of Fame Classic Weekend. See, we will be inducting the five new newest members into the Hall of Fame on Saturday night. Actually, going to have the, those guys out, along with some other legends of Arizona, out for an autograph session uh, Saturday night as well. So uh, looking forward to a uh, fun weekend. I always get hyped up for these two-day shows. Yeah, it's going to be exciting, especially like I said with the four tens in town uh, Saturday night like you said 7pm autograph session is on Saturday I believe it starts at 530 uh, if you go to the Arizona Speedway uh, Facebook page it is on there uh, for the updated schedule and qualifying does start at 635 in that time frame uh, before the race as well and so, that is both nights qualifying both Friday and Saturday night autograph session only Saturday night Oh, I'm sorry autograph session is from 5 to 7pm on Saturday uh, if you're interested in that, to uh, meet these guys and uh, the, I guess, the Hall of Famers of the sport. <laughs> At least of Arizona. Arizona. I mean, all of these guys, too, are well-known throughout the nation as well. So uh, definitely going to be a fun weekend. Like I said, always getting amped up and geared up for these big two-day shows. And, uh, you know, looking forward to having the uh, Santan Ford Desert Sprint Car Series along with the uh, Wing Mini Sprints out there for both nights. So uh, definitely looking forward to it. Want to make sure you fr- guys, though, share the podcast with your friends. We are in Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for listening. God bless you. God bless the troops. And God bless America.